0: Back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo. All right. And hope everybody had a good holiday. We recorded a couple days before the holiday mm-hmm. last time, and then we were going to do our kind of like season preview, but we figured we'll sneak one in phrasing before. Uh, There's a lot of news. Yeah. As always. as always. And things happen. So we kind of talked. Well, the one we'll quickly mention before we get into anything with O'Reilly being captain. We Officially. pretty much said that was going to happen. Then it was official, mm-hmm. along with. Uh, Colton Perico is the associate captain. Yep. Not thrilled about being captain. Apparently. Do you believe that? I don't know. Like part of me. Was, I saw
1: that uh, article and it to me like it was from like some weird.
0: Apparently it's true because it made its way to like a couple of the like actual STL today and other stuff where it was a quote unquote legit and he was it was more like yeah I thought I've had enough tenure to be captain but oh well that's how it came off to me he's mm. just kind of like. I thought I had a good shot at it. I wasn't. I've been here a long time. I've been associate captain for a long time and didn't do it. I'm like, I fail you, man. Talk to a guy. <laughs> yeah, you you think you're lined up for a promotion. I mean, and then it doesn't happen. And but I think honest, the injuries. Never, well, I think the injuries cost them. Oh yeah, I think so too. You haven't really been around for three years no. since they won the cup. Yeah. So I mean, you have kind of been on and off since then. I mean, yeah. Well, and you know, obviously things happen. Just it's a culture thing. I mean, O'Reilly's been. Talked about as a guy who was first there and last to leave, and I agree. There's nothing against Tarasenko, but I think that's just the culture they want to put so the younger guys look up to. I think that's what they want.
1: I, to. I would agree with that as well.
0: And I think I'm Braden Shen and Jaden. No, not Jaden Schwartz. Uh, yeah, Jaden Schwartz was associate captain, right? Yeah, I, I, I believe clicked, so. I haven't got to that part yet, but anyway. So Ryan Riley, officially the 23rd Blues captain in uh, St. Louis Blues history. So. Pretty cool. Announced on the twenty third as well, which we kind of kinda hinted at last time, but yep. now it's official. So like we said, a bunch of news. So the season is quickly approaching. Very quickly. January we're recording on the third. So it will start officially today is when camp starts. I was thinking I was thinking tomorrow is the fourth. So but today yep. is when camp officially starts. Yep. So Blues open camp. The seven non playoff teams opened the thirty first of twenty mm-hmm. December in twenty twenty. So Blues had to round out their training camp roster. They had a couple of spots left due to Alexander Steen retiring, uh, Tarasenko not being ready due to his shoulder. He was just That's already been predicted he was going to be behind anyway. So I think it's reevaluated next month in February. I expect to see him in the second half of the season. I would say so. But I don't think we're going to get, like, Vladimir Tarasenko superstar. I mean, he'll be working his way back this year. And I yes. think next season is when you're going to see him 100% healthy, ready to go. I, think.
1: I, I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah.
0: So the big news, which surprised a lot of us to start, was uh, the Blues have signed somebody to a PTO, which you think, oh, PTO is not a big deal to talk about. But this year it is because the Blues signed probably the biggest free agent that's left mm-hmm. out there. Yes. yes. Is Mike Hoffman, which a lot of Blues fans, I would say, I, I can include myself in that, thought he'd be a good fit for at least this year. So, Mike Hoffman comes here being, you know, who scored the fourth most goals in the last, I think, four years or something like mm-hmm. that. So, pretty good credentials. You know, he's pretty much primarily a one – as a one-dimensional guy, but <laughs> – He fills the net, and we need that. He is the one-timer. I watched a lot of the, you know, highlight videos after they sign him and stuff. Man, he has that, like, one-timer from the right-hand side on the power play. Like, that's his spot. Kind of like I remember back in the day. Reverse it to the other side. Brendan Shanahan always set yep. up on that one side, just below the circle, and he would just the puffle feet over there. Ovech, the kind of the Ovechkin spot. That was like Brendan Shanahan kind of set that up back in the day. Yep. Uh, Hoffman does that on the other side. Yeah. I mean, the guy has a shot. I mean, he's in camp on a PTO. So the he had, last year he had 29 goals with the Panthers and 59 points total in yeah. 69 games. We had our top score was 61 points in two more games than that. Right. So. You're talking that you're bringing a guy in that's going to help you out in the top six.
1: I agree, and, and you need offense. You know, I think it is, especially what, what was shown in the playoffs is the Blues got to score. And you're going to enter a season now without Vladimir Tarasenko, who is your most prolific goal scorer. Um, and you need someone to fill that spot. And I think that, you know, obviously some of the money that we got from Steen retiring – went to sign Vince Dunn, but you're essentially looking at what's going to end up being, if you want to just boil it down to brass tacks, an Alexander Steen for Mike Hoffman trade. And that's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, for considering that you need somebody in that top six, especially with no Tarasenko. Yeah. I think that's uh, key. So Hoffman is uh, 30 years old. So <laughs> some of the credentials, real quick, 20 more goals in the last six seasons, 50 more points in the last five seasons, Total 172 goals and 187 assists in 493 games. So normally, originally a fifth round pick. Yep. So we'll get into like the technical aspect of the whole PTO thing real quick because a lot of people were blown away that they see the PTO and you're kind of like, yeah, taken I mean, aback at, fr- by that.
1: at first I was too until I read into it and then I'm like, okay, this makes sense.
0: So the thing that was created for PTO, we kind of talked about this. What happened? A couple of me, last Mm podcast, whole podcast ago. When Steen officially retires, they're not going to put him on long-term IR before the season. They're going to have him come into town, officially, quote-unquote, fail the physical that he cannot play. So when they do it the first day of camp. Which would be today. You get the full amount of the salary, which is 5.75. Right. That's the contract the hit, the cap hit. You get that full cap hit. Even though Steen's salary this year is only $3 million. So he still gets the whole $3 million because he's just on long-term IR. Same with Tarasenko. Tarasenko 7.5. He's officially disqualified today. They get that. So the Blues get about $13 million in space today. But you're counting on Tarasenko coming back, so you really can't count that money as you can spend. So that 5.75, though, you can spend. Uh, That went to... It's going to go to Mike Hoffman. The PTO is basically done to kind of get him into camp.
1: Yeah, get him working with the team.
0: Yeah, and there's no, like, exclusive negotiating rights. So he could technically leave and go to another team. But it's more of a – the PTO is more of a way to get around it, get around the whole, like –
1: Will they sign him today? Or will they wait till like the day before the season and sign him officially?
0: I think when the PTO, I think, you know, I think I think you have to sign players by the beginning of the season on the PTO. Yeah, don't you have ten days or something like that? Yeah, I think that's kind of like it's kind of like I think under the NBA is like that where yeah. they have like a ten day contract or whatever when they bring guys up from the the, the developmental league. Yeah. I think they got like to the end of camp, so I think he's gonna you know, he can come to camp, participate in everything. Uh, I think he by the time he joined he's gonna miss today. And he'll be ready for tomorrow because he had to quarantine for a certain amount of days Got due it. to, uh, you know, coronavirus sure. uh, uh, protocols that the NHL put in place. Uh, so he's gonna be in town. The rumored contract, which is even better in my opinion, you might get him for three point seven five to four point two five million dollars. It's been rumored. That is for a one year for a one year deal, which is kind of insane that you think about it. You're talking to a guy that they're looking to get maybe six. On uh, a normal year, you're talking Mike Hoffman was going to get kind of like what uh, James Neal got a couple years ago, like yep. five years, almost six million dollars. Yep, wouldn't have been surprised if he got that if this was a non-coronavirus year where the kind where the uh, cap ceiling went a little higher. But it's gonna be flat for a couple years, so it kind of hurt him, and it hurt the next person we're gonna talk about. Someone who's been waiting for a contract for quite some time now. Indeed, we talked about it in length a couple of times already. Vince Dunn signed to a contract, and once again, I don't think it's. And I'll get your take on this. So he only only signed. I say only, but one point eight seven five million dollars for a one year deal.
1: I, I think that that to me screams. I'm going to roll the dice that the cap goes up and I can get a better deal once coronavirus is in the rearview mirror. I I think, to be honest, I kind of thought that Petrangelo may do the same thing with the Blues. Um, But then again, you know, Vegas just came in with the dump truck full of money. But I think a lot of these RFAs and UFAs who don't necessarily want to move cities are going to take one-year deals and one-year deals and one-year deals just to push the ball down the road for when life gets back to normal and then they can cash in.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're still obviously very good money, but is the other thing, which I was kind of – this is maybe my thought of it, is it Armstrong saying, hey, I got this 5.75 coming off. I've already allocated, let's say, $3.5 million or three point whatever. Sure. $3.75 million to uh, Mike Hoffman. I have 1.875, and that's the max I can give you. So either you can A, sit out for the year, or B, play for this $1.8 million, and then next year he actually gets arbitration rights. So he had no – Dunn was kind of screwed Right. this year. He had no arbitration rights, nothing. Because if you went to arbitration, he would have got a pretty decent contract. I would think. A lot higher than this, in my opinion. Probably in the two, high twos is my guess, 2.7, maybe even 3. Sure. Depending on how they ruled and stuff. So, last year, 23 points, 9 goals, 14 assists in 71 mm-hmm. games. And that's, let's be honest, sheltered. Yeah. Minutes. I mean, he's a, he was a third-pairing guy most of the time. Kind of played maybe here and there with Petro when they changed it up for a, a game A little bit two. of power play time. And a little bit of power play time in the second unit and stuff. But overall, you know, he was probably given high offensive minutes, not too much defensive. Right. But he's apparently one – if you look at the fancy stats, he's one of our better defensive defensemen. Mm. So – Maybe he's primed for me moved up. This is – we have a our depth on the left-hand side with signing Tory Krug now is kind of insane. Oh, uh, yeah. You have Tori Krug. You have Marco Scandella. You have Vince Dunn. That's yeah. your top six right there on the left side. That's pretty great. Mind you, then you also have – behind you, you have Carl Gunnarsson, solid defenseman. You have Nico uh, Mikola, who's murking his way up and, and NHL ready. You have Scott Peronovich, who's basically a Vince Dunn – possibly better Vince Dunn clone yes so you're left and then you have Tyler Tucker who's another uh guy who's working his way up and is getting high praise already so you're left side your defense is pretty darn set if everybody kind of falls into place for the next handful of years mm-hmm. you have Tory Krug who's just turning 30 or 29 I believe Vince Dunn who's 24 and you have Scott Peronovich who's 21 22 right so you have Pretty, Scandella being Scandella the old man of that group. Yeah, Scandella, I think, is the 31, I believe. Early 30s. Early 30s. So, I mean, he's your defensive defenseman, out everybody there. So, pretty uh, pretty solid group there. I wouldn't be surprised if they use uh, who they're going to protect in the expansion draft. Uh, that's a whole other interesting thing. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're looking at Pareko, Krug, and... Vince Dunn. That'd be my three. I yeah. That'd be my three if you had to pick right yeah. But anyway, Vince Dunn, so everybody's in camp. So the full training camp roster is set. So a couple of notables, which we'll talk about. People who were I say left off, but um, not really I say left off, it's kind of a bad thing. So I want your opinion on this. Clem Coston. Remember he's playing over in the mm-hmm. KHO. He's officially loaned for the rest of the KHL season to uh yeah, Mosk or whatever. Yep. So he's over there now. So they told him not even come back, and they said it's v- they say visa issues is what it's kind of. I think of it's rare. Corona issues. Yeah, that's coming over from there and stuff. Yeah. Um, not lighting up over there. <laughs> two goals, two is ass- three assists in twenty four games.
1: I wonder if his motivation to play is there.
0: And part of me is like, you know, he's been okay in AHL. Kind of seemed like he's getting better last year. I mean, mind you. It seems like a guy's been around forever. Remember, but he was—he started out very young in the AHL, and he's mm-hmm. only 21, 22 years old, so he's mm-hmm. still a pretty young guy. I know Rutherford talked about this on one of his little chats on The Athletic. He thinks that he's a prime candidate to be traded in the offseason as a quote-unquote change-of-scenery guy. Do you think it's too early to possibly think about that, or is it like get him back and get things back to normal and let's see if we can get him developed? And because he's still young. Yeah. Or do you hold on to him too long? And then when there's right now, this value is probably not nothing. Yeah. Probably the only way you're going to flip him right now is probably like a change of scenery guy for a change of scenery guy.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to call him a a tie ratty just yet. Um, I think that there's still something that we need to to see from him. And um, like I said, I, I think that, we need to just ride them out until we can get things back to normal. Now <laughs> the wild card in that is when is that going to be? Do things get back to normal sometime this season, next season, a season after that? Yeah. You know, it, it, I think a lot of this also depends on how the global climate with coronavirus and everything else happens. At some point you do have to crap or get off the pot yeah, to use the expression. And, Um, if he's not going to make the escalation to the NHL, then he's not going to make the escalation to the NHL. Um, I'm going to use another analogy. You you can wish in one hand and poop in another and see which one fills up first. We can want him to be the best player in the world. If he ain't going to do it, he ain't going to do it. And maybe he does need to be a change of scenery guy. I just don't think we're there yet with him. I think you look at last year as a lost season due to coronavirus. I think that this year... Much the same, um, I think we need to get him back into the states, get him at least into the AHL, if not some games with the big club, and and really get a look at what this guy is and what this guy isn't, because he's shown flashes of brilliance.
0: Yeah, like the goal all against, the NHL squad. Yeah, on the NHL, he, scored, he scored his first goal against Nashville that one game. Yeah, and end and scored it. I was like, okay, that's yeah. Costin. That's going to be great, and. Yeah, that's what they said. It's just right now we're trying to get him to the point of like playing that way every game. Every game. So we'll wait and see with him. So, along with him, two other prospects were, quote unquote, reassigned. So, uh, Alexei Torpachenko was loaned to the Kunlun Red Star of the KHL. He has six goals and two assists so far in 25 games, so slightly better than uh, Clem Costin. And then also uh, Nikita Ale- Alexandrov. I probably messed that up, but whatever. Uh, He's going to uh, the Liga League, which is like the Swedish Elite League, I believe. And he's going to Cuckoo. Great. So he was in the second round uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. uh, So uh, a couple of prospects getting reassigned. So basically guys are kind of couldn't make their way over, it makes sense to just let them play somewhere.
1: I would say anyone who's in a different continent and stays there, I think that has more to do right now with coronavirus than it does skill
0: level. Yeah. So – Training camp is set, so yep. that means the season is just around the corner. About 10 days from now, we're recording on the 3rd, so they start on January 13th. So, we kind of talked about the schedule last time. So, 56 games, a lot of games in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. A lot of baseball-style two-game series. Yeah, two and two games, sometimes back-to-back games, two games and three nights, so yep. on and so forth. And they kind of play a lot. Blues travel quite a bit to start the mm-hmm. schedule, I noticed, but then they have this like schedule in March where they're home for weeks. They get a break for six days, but then they also have two home stands of people coming in for yes. a couple games. So they have like this three-week like huge. They get to stay at home, which is be good. So if they can get through the beginning of the season and ride out a lot of this travel.
1: Yep, I think
0: they'll be in good shape. So the Blues get four games on quote unquote. Uh, and national TV, so NBC and NBC Network. So uh, the first one is opening night. Yep. Yay! Nationally. Hooray! But and they're in Colorado, so
1: not hooray.
0: Yeah. So they not only get, you know, it's the old. They're the only two central teams starting out that night too. The rest of the central open, or excuse me, West. west. Say central. So that's old habits there. For, so for one year, the West Division. So they're only West two West teams opening up that night, and of course the way things with the other ones are all 9:30 start. So 9:30 start, so they are in the mountain time and they get the 9:30 start. So that means they will be 9:30 central start, excuse me for us, so central time zone. So it's you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, here it starts already." Hopefully the NHL has apparently said they know that how this is going to affect the teams. So if there's no fans in the stands, they're going to try to put the times back and
1: I'd be cool with afternoon hockey.
0: Yeah, if they put some so – the the one game on NBC in April against, um, I believe it's Minnesota, is a 2 o'clock game.
1: Is it a weekday game?
0: It is not a weekday game. It is the April 24th, so I believe that's a Sunday. Okay. And that's, that's on NBC uh, proper.
1: I would be totally fine if once a week, twice a week maybe, we had afternoon hockey during the week. Just like baseball has, you know, businessman specials and
0: things like that. Oh, like when we had the whole uh, when they were doing the bubble hockey. I mean, that was just great. I mean, you could yeah, sit there; it was all like day hockey. You literally from noon till ten thirty at night. Yep. You had uh, hockey on those days, and I know for some, I was at home for at least part of a, that, good chunk of that. It was great to. Uh, I mean, do look.
1: The main reason that you play games at night is to allow fans who work during the day. To make it to the games. But if you're not going to have fans in the stands, then why not play afternoon games? Yeah.
0: So the 24th is a Saturday. So Saturday at 2 o'clock. Okay. So I thought it was a Sunday, but Saturday at 2 o'clock. That's just me. I know that there's
1: some people like, well, I'm still at work. I can't watch it. You can DVR it.
0: Mm, yeah. Or, you know, most people that are stream most things are done by streaming apps because. Uh, yeah. So you can, NBC has a NBC Sports app. Yep. Plug in your login and you can get. It. If it's on regular NBC, you can just have as long as you have Peacock. I believe you can watch Probably, that stream yeah. too. So that's a six bucks a month or something like that. Five bucks a month or whatever yep. I can't remember it is. Anyway, so you got options. The only thing right now, there's no really outside of the nine thirty at nine thirty game and that two o'clock game on April twenty fourth. I cannot tell you any other games and what times they are or nothing else really. So uh, it's. We got time. We got time. So hopefully <laughs> 10 days until they start coming around. I think they're kind of literally waiting until last minute to see, like, what is each place going to allow – when are they going to allow fans? Well, I'll tell you right now, St. Louis is not allowing fans till at least the end of January. Correct. That's what they, the Blues announced. There's no uh, – And I can tell you right now from my conversations
1: with my season ticket people um, – I, unless you're a full season ticket holder or maybe a half season ticket holder, you're probably not getting in. Yeah. Because um, I was officially told that my season ticket account gets put on hold until next season. I'm not, I'm not even getting charged. Yeah. Because they're not allowing fans in. Yeah. Now, for some reason, between now and then, everything clears up and we go back to normal. Then I'll probably get a prorated rate. But as of now, I'm not being charged for season tickets this year.
0: Gotcha, so uh, the Blues do play at home after after this, so their official home opener, I guess you can call it, will be the 18th of this month. So January 18th and Monday, they open against the San Jose Sharks. So two games in Colorado to start, 13th and the 15th, and then home opener 18th, and then they're at home for a week and back on the road. So we're not going through the whole schedule, but that's just what is immediately happening. So things get better.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the wild card.
0: The, there's rumors that the NHL was going to buy a bunch of vaccines for like to vaccinate players and whatnot. Right. I know. Excuse me. And I mean, you might eventually get in, know more about this eventually. How there? I think there is a couple app developers out there developing an app. So when you go up to live events, you can basically show that you have been vaccinated, vaccinated or you've had a negative test like within the last 24 hours, I believe. Right. So, from
1: what I understand,
0: and I believe that's going to be how it's going to. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're tracking me." I'm like, "You have a phone, dude. Like, they're yeah, tracking you're, me right you're now." You're anyway. Anyway, but they're pretty much that's going to ha- that be this at least the rest of I think the 2021. Think you're also that's what's going to be to get into live events.
1: You're also going to get your temperature taken, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a little forehead scan, forehead scan thing on your on your face to get your temperature and things like that. Um, so, look, I mean, this is just the world we live in. It's not ideal. We don't like it. Um, I would also imagine that you're going to have to wear a mask. So, so. you know, it's – the world is not going to – just because there's vaccines, it's not just going to revert back to to two years ago.
0: Um, It's going to be a slow rollback. Yeah, I think you're just going to – this app is going to be one thing for concerts and whatever. Like I said, I'm hoping hoping that's the case because – I'm still looking forward to uh, my rescheduled concert on July 5th, but you are so. <laughs> if it gets scheduled again, so be it. I'll to wait two years to see this. As long as everything's okay, they're good. They're, they're good alive. I know. I'm, I'm. I mean, don't be me wrong. I like to see Rage. That's like that's like the like cherry on top. Right. Like I just want to see me. You know me. I'm like a big Run the Jewels fan. So that's Did like. You see the
1: new Run the Jewels shirt. Looks so good. I knew you'd be a fan.
0: I know. It's a lot of good ones. So. But anyway, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything in blues notes and anything. That's we. I think, I think that's I think really it about it. And then we're we're saving our season like preview thing. We're breaking on the lines and so on and so forth. Working on. We're trying to do it with a couple of guests. Like I said, with with everything. Like we're trying to take the proper precautions. Right. And we could do it like via the uh, internets and stuff, but I think it's a lot more fun. I do too. Do in person. I think I got an idea. We're going to work with it. If not, me and Chris will definitely have a season preview out right before the season starts. So yeah. So that, that morning right before the on the 13th, you're going to see season preview. Yep. And we'll have our Blues season preview and predictions for the whole West and how we think the Blues are going to do and how things are going to shake out in general that day. And hopefully with some guests, we'll see how things work out. So I think that will wrap it up there. So if you can get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at BluesHockeyNHL. I'm at Palooza, And look on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Blues Hockey Podcast, And definitely look on our website. It's BluesHockeyPodcast.com slash dot net. So either one of those. Excuse me. The download of the podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, a lot of other cast. But most importantly, which I checked out today, you'll see a little video on the Facebooks and probably Instagrams later on. We're official on Amazon Music. So That's big. You can use Alexa. It actually is on Audible apparently too. So yeah. if you have an Audible account, you can find it there as well. So you can search it on Amazon Music, or you know, ask Alexa. Say, "Hey Alexa, look up Lose Hockey Podcast," and boom, right on your screen and into your. Thankfully, ears. there's no video. No video, just the just a nice uh, the logo and the title of the podcast. So you can find us there as well. So last but not least, we'll talk about our to find sponsors which is Rockstar taco shack yep currently at diamond music hall that's their second location their uh their original one original is closed this season, season, and, season just because it's hella cold yes correct very cold hard for them to and it's more of an i say outdoor location but it's it very is. it's very much set up for it's by the lake out there yep. and you know it's very much uh, in, i say cottleville it's not not correct newtown newtown i say cottleville it's like nearby anyway in newtown that's a cool location, but at Diamond Music Hall, which I haven't made my way out there yet, so I will have to check it out there. It's fun. Go out
1: there, get some tacos, play some pool, play some pinball, listen to some music. Good, good stuff.
0: Time. So make sure you check them out, daily specials, uh, open every day of the week, I believe. So last but not least, Upcycle Hockey. They just, revert. They just have their reverse retro uh, program, not program, but uh, like T-shirts and mm-hmm. hats they just put out. So make sure you check those out. Also, um, I believe he's holding off on doing furniture due to, like, everything that's going on just to be safe. So, but he is taking orders and stuff, so go ahead and hit up Eric over at Upcycle Hockey to uh, put in your order. When things are a little bit more stable, he'll get that made for you as soon as possible and get yep. it out to you. So, wrapped up there. Get ready for our big uh, Blues season preview. Weird, weird Season 2.0. Yes. So, hopefully, the last weird season we'll have for quite some time. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. If not, we'll be here to cover it. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. See ya.